This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Tuesday, March 7th, and let's talk a little bit about the weather. The past few weeks have been much cooler than normal along the entire West Coast. With snow, I mean a lot of snow, yards of snow, piling up in the Sierra Nevada range. With cold air over the Northwest, the jet stream, which is the boundary between cold air and warmer air to the South, the jet stream has been deflected southward into California, explaining the very heavy precipitation in the Golden State. As those strong winds from off the ocean approached the Sierra Nevada range, they were forced to rise, dumping a lot of precipitation, rain at low levels, snow at higher levels. Right now, the mountain snowpack is near normal for Washington State, but it's hugely above normal, 150 to 250% of normal in California. This current cool pattern should hold for the next few days but it appears that major changes are in store starting this weekend. What will happen is this. The cold northerly flow that's been dominating over the northwest, that is going to switch to a moist, warm air flow from the southwest. Uh, Temperatures will start to push into the 50s over western Washington from this this weekend onward, and there should be much more substantial rain returning to the, the lowlands uh, up into a few thousand feet above sea level. Uh, higher up, it'll be cold enough for snow, and I expect snowpack will increase over the Cascades. Even more dramatic temperature-wise will be the situation over the Columbia Basin, where warmer air overhead plus a rapidly strengthening sun will get the temperatures to near 60 degrees for several days next week. Can you imagine that? Finally, uh, there will be increasing glimpses of meteorological spring next week into the week after, and the end of the endless cool air, which has been anchored by low-pressure systems that have developed off our coast. That's all going to start to fade. Finally, let me talk about what happened this afternoon and this early evening. Uh, There was some strong convection, thunderstorms, convective storms that developed this afternoon as the situation started getting unstable. The cold air aloft, the sun was strong enough to warm the surface, big change in temperature with height, uh, and what we saw was the development of several thunderstorms with lightning. And there was a particularly strong storm near Tumwater and Olympia. There was lightning, heavy rain, and hail, and the winds were strong enough to cause some power outages. The radar was somewhat suggestive that there was the potential for rotation of the storm. So I'll be very interested whether anybody has seen any funnel clouds somewhere around Tumwater and Olympia uh, late this afternoon and early this evening. Thanks for listening. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week.
My podcast today will explore the question, does global warming cause stronger and more frequent cold waves? Several readers in my blog have asked about whether the profound cold wave we have observed over the western United States during the last few weeks is the result of global warming. Well, both observations and the best signs suggest that the answer is no. In fact, all evidence points to the opposite conclusion, that cold waves will decline as the Earth warms, certainly here in the United States and in the western United States, and in the western part of the, of the country. Well, let's start with the observational evidence. The Earth has been warming for the past several decades, and as described in a number of papers, the globally average warming is about point. 2 degrees centigrade. That's roughly 2 degrees Fahrenheit. And the observations have shown the warming has been much, much larger in the Arctic than any place else. We're not talking about a 2 degrees Fahrenheit warming there. We're talking more like 4 to 6 degrees, much more warming. Now, surface observations of temperature over the United States have shown that cold waves have generally greatly lessened over the United States and particularly over the Western United States. Uh, My blog that accompanies this podcast has a map from the Environmental Protection Agency, which shows a substantial decline of cold waves over the West over time. So observations suggest that global warming does not rev up U.S. cold waves. We've already had global warming, substantial global warming, and we don't see the cold waves increasing, just the opposite. They're decreasing rapidly. Now, this all makes a lot of sense. The cold air that produces the West Coast cold waves comes from the Canadian Arctic and Alaska, And these areas are rapidly warming as CO2 increases. Now, if the source of our cold air is rapidly warming in temperature, this is obviously bad for business for cold waves. So our big cold waves are often associated with cold air coming down into British Columbia through the Fraser River Valley into into Washington State. That source of cold air is clearly warming. The cold air that moves into the western United States further south, like places from Nevada all the way down to California, their source of cold air is also to the north. However, there have been some folks making arguments that the global warming could actually cause the cold waves. And their idea was that global warming would cause the jet stream to become lazy or to undulate in a way that will result in more cold waves. As it became more wavy, part of the wave would bring the cold air down further south. These claims have been found to be unwarranted. There have been several papers in the peer-reviewed literature that have examined the trends in atmospheric flow over the planet, and these, these studies and I've been involved in some of these studies myself, have found no evidence that the jet stream has become wavier over time. Furthermore, 
global climate models. And that's what we use to forecast what's going to happen to the climate in the future, which are forced by increasing greenhouse gases such as CO2, do not produce a wavier jet stream as the planet warms up. The bottom line of all this is that cold waves have declined during the past few decades. That's what the observations show. And these cold waves should decline in intensity and frequency as the planet warms. Now, this is generally pretty good news. It turns out that cold waves kill far more people than heat waves. In fact, about five times more people die from cold waves and heat waves, according to substantial recent research. Thus, as the planet warms and cold waves decline, far fewer people will die from extreme temperatures. Now, eventually, as you get later into the century, heat wave de deaths will increase, and eventually the heat wave de deaths will catch up with the cold wave deaths. But that point is probably 30 to 70 years into the future, depending on what climate scenario you believe. Finally, let us note that the sun is rapidly warming now, and days are lengthening quickly. So, and the period of life-threatening cold waves is almost over for the West Coast. The typical last day of frost in Seattle is April 6th, and for Pasco in eastern Washington, it's April 2nd. So we, at this point, we are less than a month from having frost being extremely improbable. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.